We might be freaks, but we know our mother phone can beats and beats and beats and beats and beats and beats. Here we go. It's the Freak Beats CDM podcast. Again, it's Saturday, the 17th of August 2019. I had to check there. And we're back with the third part of the history of the Tomorrowland Belgium Festival. And if you remember, this is going to be the most exciting part because I am going to include some music for you guys. And what we're going to discuss today is about the memories and the tracks that define the festival. So to continue, there have been so many key moments that made Tomorrowland what it is today and the lion's share of them were the sort you'd want to frame and display in the pantheon of fondest memories. Others of them, however, were funny, emotional, or even slightly unfortunate. But for Armin, Armin van Buren, only one moment really stands out. My special Tomorrowland moment was in 2013, when I had to fly here straight from Rotterdam to be able to make it in time. When I started my set, the skies covered over, and the most horrible thunderstorm came pouring in. It was as if God was crying. Of happiness, though, because... Guess what? My son was born earlier that day. I have to give it to them. I mean, this is how much those DJs rate the attendance uh, in Tomorrowland. Um, they would just leave the newborn son and then just fly over. To continue, the feeling of becoming a father to a healthy little boy is just indescribable. And what better moment to share it than here with the people of tomorrow? Dimitri Vegas has some more memories of that same year, but for slightly different reasons. The craziest thing we ever saw here was Swedish house mafia set in 2013. That unique atmosphere, the vibe, it was the first time the main stage, it was their first time at the main stage, had that super impressive total concept. We're all spoiled nowadays, but it took some time to get there. For me, 2013 was the first time I could really put my finger on what became that true Tomorrowland feeling. The feeling that makes people from hundreds of different places make the journey to boom. Kuhn, and that's an artist, remembers one time in particular moment he still cherishes. Tiesto closed the main stage with one of my tracks. He blew my mind. Determined to thank him, I snuck into the backstage area behind the main stage. I actually didn't have the right bra- bracelet to be there. I guess he refers to the artist bracelet, and was able to thank him personally. That was a pre-rock and roll moment, and he laughs. For Mike Push, there's one edition, 2009 to be precise. That immediately comes to mind. It was hot, the sun was scorching, we were pretty much gasping for air. So what did I do? I went to get my BMW in the parking lot and drove it all the way back to the festival site. I parked it right behind the main stage and cranked the air conditioning all the way up. Result? All the DJs that day dropped by and came sit with me in the car. Gareth Emery and Marcus Schultz still bring up that moment every time we meet. It's hard to imagine doing something like that today, but back then you could still get away without mischief. It just shows how different the setting was and uh, how more professional and, and kind of formal it has now become. So back in 2009 was still a very small setup. If V remembers, the first year I played here I was on the main stage and I was still DJing with vinyl. The wind was so strong that my needles skipped time after time. Luckily the MC took over the moment and I was able to readjust the turntables and solve the problem after a while. 
Today, it's hard to imagine something like that happening. It would be my biggest nightmare. Well, of course, because they're playing with uh, MP3s, right? But back then, in that laid-back atmosphere, it was a funny moment and a great anecdote. For MC Stretch, and for those who don't remember, this is the MC guy um, that we uh, listen to the main stage. The moment that sticks out is also a rather unfortunate one. It's easier to remember the exception that confirmed the rule, after all. I think the sound went out only once or twice during all those years he muses, and there was this one time Axwell was playing and the sound just went boom, gone. After it was fixed, I asked the technicians if everything was okay now. Yeah, no problem, they replied. So I went to grab a bite and walk around a bit on the festival. By the time I go back, there's Axwell standing there in the backstage, even though he was still supposed to be playing. He told me that the sound had gone out seven times or so, so he went off stage. I went running back to the stage and Dave Lambert was behind the decks and he's like, where the hell have you been, Stretch? Because that's what his job is, right? To pump the crowd and he'd be especially useful in such moments of awkwardness. Dave had filled in because Axwell was annoyed by the sound falling out. Luckily, Dave was able to turn things around and he made it an epic set to never forget. On my end, I did my absolute best to make the crowd scream their heads off for Dave because I felt quite guilty that I had run off. It was scary, but I'll never forget about that. Eve Deriter may be a DJ and producer with a lot of love for all things retro, but when it comes to reminiscing, he'd rather look forward to the future. Obviously, our set last year on the main stage was epic, but I think that my favourite moment will be next weekend. I'll be on that big podium again for a daybreak session on Sunday. It's a nice long set wherever I'll be able to show my past, my present and the future. I've started writing new tracks and I'm looking forward to finally showcasing them to such a big audience with the whole world watching. I'm doing new stuff with a 90s vibe and together with Adam Bayer and Thomas Schumacher I'll make an amazing remix of the House of House so I'll have plenty of novelties. It'll be the launch of Eve Derita 2.0 so that'll be my time to shine. I guess this, the, there is this... Um, think that I mentioned in a podcast last year that the rave sound of uh, the early 90s is coming back uh, and it's so hip these days. I think this is the sound that characterizes 2019. I was there first to predict that. So finally we come to the tracks that define Tomorrowland and that's not according to me but that's according to the people who Define Tomorrowland because they play there. So at the very end, I'm going to put the track list, but let's hear it first from the DJs themselves. And I continue. Of course, the reason we're all here is not just to see the DJs in the main stage. Well, that can be debated. And not only to meet new friends, again, debated. The red thread is still the music. Uh, by red thread, he refers to the common thing that unites everybody. Everyone has a special place in their heart for the one track that feels like it summarizes all their feelings perfectly. But what track do you beloved, to our beloved DJs think best sums up the history of Tomorrowland? Dimitri Vegas. I would say One Your Name by Swedish House Mafia. The intro to that record was so cool to turn a loop into a melody. At the time, it was considered a pretty rough club track, especially for the Mafia Boys. They were headlining festivals in no time, though, and then it became a radio track on top of that. A beautiful moment for electronic music in general, and it pushed the boundaries of what EDM could be as well. Eve Deriter agrees on one, your name, and would add Your Mind by Adam Bayer. Your Mind is actually pretty 
recently, isn't it? The choice is tough, though, because his game is so different from the majority of the other artists. I play a lot of retro tracks and we're still a bit of an oddball at Tomorrowland, so there's not really one track that captures the whole feeling for me. And I think that's a fair comment. But if I had to choose one track that'd be uh, up my own alley, there would be The House of House by Cherry Moon Tracks. It works every time. A little less nostalgic, but still a golden oldie, Carl Cox opts for a track called Access by DJ Mischa and DJ Team. It goes back 15 years or even longer, but to me, that's the ultimate Tomorrowland classics, classic for sure. To me, funnily enough, that would be Warp 1.9 by the Bloody Beatroots with Steve Aoki MC Stretch decides that whoop whoop became an instantly recognizable trope, but they did it first. The basic Hoover sound of that track is way old and goes back to long before Steve or the Bloody Brothers, uh, Beatroots, I mean, were even around, but the hey hoes that was done here first at Tomorrowland. It was here, all of that madness originated here on these very grounds. The sit-downs, the jumping left and right, and the crown control here. Armin van Buren decides on Spaceman by Hardwell, and for reasons well thought through. I know that back in 2012 you could feel a turning point with a book of wisdom. That was such an overwhelming stage, and remember, this year was like a reboot of that book of wisdom from 2012. It was such an overwhelming stage, and in those days Hardwell was an upcoming talent, someone who I also supported. Even though he's obviously not here this year, he deserves a place in the history of Tomorrowland. Oh. Evie opts for Piano, or Piano by Eric Pritz, because it's probably the track that has been played most at the festival. Really? I didn't know that. Mike Push hands the honour to Tiesto's Adagio for strings. Not only is Tiesto's a great friend of mine, it's also quite simply one of the top three best tracks, trans tracks ever. Next to my own tracks, obviously, and he laughs. Uh, well, okay, I don't agree with that. I mean, Adagio for strings has been done better, I think, by Ferry Corsten, and of course the original is, is still the best, the classical piece. Tiesto himself, however, passes on the torch to the younger generation and picks Tremor by Martin Garrix and Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike. When you play that record, you just know that you're going to tear the, per the place apart. It's a timeless record, the track's five years old or so, but you can play it every year. Kuhn, on his end, can't think of a better track than his very own Into the Madness. Well... I wrote that especially for Tomorrowland, trying to sum up the whole feeling. It's clear that all of these long-time guardians of tomorrow, tomorrow's melodies love the madness dearly and will be around for many years to come. So, what do you say, people of Tomorrowland? Turn to the next 15 years? We'll be there, and if, if you'll be there, obviously. So these are the tracks that define Tomorrowland, according to Dimitri Vegas, Yves Derrite, Carl Cox, MC Stretch, Armin Van Buren, Evie, Mike Push, Tiesto, and Kuhn. And for a bonus session, I'm just going to put them one after the other at this very end for you guys to enjoy. And if you haven't caught these tracks before, just to listen to them and see what they are about. But what do you think are your favorite tracks? Make sure you come to... Uh, the podcast to the link and just leave a voice message so I can um, incorporate them in a future podcast. For me, I can't really say that one track defines Tomorrowland as a festival, 
I can think of one track per year, perhaps, but not just one track. That'd be, uh, in my opinion, absurd. Anyway, take care, guys.
Thank you very much for spending time with us because where you choose to spend your time is really important and we appreciate your choosing us. Please make sure you followed and shared this podcast if the topics we discussed spark your interest and you appreciate us going off the beaten route. Do remember that we are ravers just like you. I have been dancing for 30 years now. We're independent and not sponsored by any DJ, record label, event, festival or corporate. We pay for all our tickets ourselves and records we buy. And therefore, we're not here just to be super positive about everything when we damn well know the problems or things could be better. We thought that set was rubbish. We have the guts to say loud and proud, even though it is unpopular, because we've been listening for 30 years to old genres of dance music, and we know not everything is always 100% sparkling amazing. 
What we say and discuss here comes from experience and our own genuine beliefs, and our sole interest is to bring ravers together and spark a debate on how to make the scene better and keep the rave alive. For that, we have to ask your help. We ask you to subscribe to the podcast, hint, it's free, and our YouTube channel, free again, but also share it with your friends and keep your feedback coming. This is your podcast, as much as ours. And for that, we need to know what you want to be discussing. You can email us at freakbits2016 at gmail.com, tweet us on freakbits underscore cast, or DM us on our Instagram at freakbitsedmpodcast. And if you go to the anchor.fm website, you can even leave us a voice message and a rant. That's easy. Until next time, remember, get your freak on.